0: This is Tony Johnson with Heron.org Soundbites. I'm here today with Kristen Hall, the founder of Nia Global Solutions. Hi, Kristen. Hey, Tony. Thanks for coming on the show today. Can you tell our listeners what is NIA Global Solutions and why you got involved with it?
1: Sure. Well, thank you for having me on the show. NIA means intention and purpose, so doing money with intention and purpose. And I really felt that we needed an investment product that was focused on solutions that also had diversity and leadership. And so I built a team and decided that we really needed to provide this, particularly for women who are interested in getting. Into
0: impact investing. Nia focuses on what some people would call gender lens investing. Can you talk a little bit more about why that's important and how that relates to more traditional investing and what it might mean for economic outcomes?
1: Sure. Nia is really a solutions-focused fund, and we see that gender inclusion and all inclusion is part of the solution. And so, of course, we're going to have that woven throughout the product.
0: Are there any stories you'd like to tell? I think give the listeners a sense of what does that look like on the ground.
1: We are cap agnostic, meaning that we will look at any publicly traded company of any size and those that are doing really innovative work in one of our six solutions themes. So we are looking for companies that are really working on solving our world's problems, and one of those is inclusivity. So can we have leaders at the top that are making solid decisions? Interestingly enough, financial returns are also equated to companies that have diversity in leadership, so it's a win-win.
0: Why women? Why not Latinos or African Americans? What is the value proposition for picking gender? Well, it's
1: such an interesting question, because we do look for diversity of all kinds, and yet with SEC disclosures, gender is one thing that we can count for and we can measure. And so if a company is thinking about gender, we can think that maybe they're going to think about other types of diversity. Ninety percent of the companies we look at don't make our buy list, because they don't even have one woman on executive C-suite or the board.
0: So what's happening here? Women are roughly half the population of the country. And what I'm hearing you say is a lot of companies don't even have women in leadership positions.
1: Exactly. So for our economy to really work and thrive, we need to have women contributing, and we need to have them thriving as well and participating in the economy, as we do for all of our citizens and all of our people. And so NIA is focusing
0: on having that inclusivity. So it's called NIA Global Solutions. Can you talk a little bit about how much is U.S.-focused versus internationally focused? I know there was some come-to-aha moment in international development where they discovered that if you invest in women that economic outcomes improve across the entire economy in emerging markets and in lower income countries do you think that's true here and if so how is that playing out
1: We are looking around the globe to find our companies, and it turns out about 50% of them are U.S. based. That's headquarters. That doesn't mean that business activities are taking place globally. We're really looking for solutions, and so to think that all of the solutions would come from the U.S. would be mistaken. We're really going around the globe looking at answers for some of our biggest climate issues as well as our inclusion issues and a lot of that is financial. So one of our companies, um, Sandlam out of South Africa, is really working on financial inclusion for those that have been underserved in the past.
0: So we're here on the sidelines of the Confluence Philanthropy event in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And the conference has really been focused on philanthropy and how philanthropy can get into impact investing and what are the bright lines between making money and doing good. Can you talk a little bit about the trend from your point of view? I know we've met at other conferences, and so I'm really interested to hear what you're seeing and the trends that are happening right now.
1: Sure. Well, this is a, a great venue at Confluence because it's really helping philanthropists to become investors. And so instead of focusing on a 5% grant payout, Confluence is really helping the people at foundations to really understand that they have 95% um, of the endowment, that they can also be investing towards their values, towards their mission and their goals of the foundation. And so this can be a really catalytic place to be. The other place that I see um, a lot of traction and movement is from the divest invest movement that is started on college campuses and so really waking up university endowments and then the general public to really look to see what is it that we own and doesn't match our values and whether that's in fossil fuels or fuels or oil or other types of investments the first step really is to understanding what we own and then trying to make some um, changes.
0: Do you have anything else you'd like to say or anything top of mind, really, just given all that we've heard this week with the different speakers or in your work, is there anything top of mind that you just want to talk about?
1: Sure. Well, I really do believe that when we see our investments and in our banking practices as an expression of ourselves, that is going to be game-changing. So to the extent that we can have institutions and products that match our values and at a price point where individuals can invest um, with their values, we're going to make some big changes.
0: Thanks, Kristen. For Sound at Heron, this is Tony Johnson.